Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Kaboom! If you thought four hours a day, 1,200 minutes a week was enough, think again. He's the last remnants of the old republic, a sole bastion of fairness. He treats crackheads in the ghetto gutter the same as the rich pill poppers in the penthouse. Wow. The clearinghouse of hot takes break free for something special. The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller starts right now. In the air, everywhere. Back at it on a Saturday, the weekend before the big Thanksgiving weekend in the Magic Podcast Studio. Yes, four hours a night are not enough. We do this eight days a week. I know, it's amazing. It's amazing. So on this edition of the fifth hour with Ben Maller, we have a staple of the holiday season, something that I do three times a year. I do it on terrestrial radio, but I'm using it now on the podcast because I thought I'd be ahead of the game on the podcast. And we will take a trip on the lazy river of sports talk radio, the lazy river of sports talk radio. We also have the screw job. We look forward to that. A gassy mess, a gassy mess, and we will get scientifical, assuming we have the time remaining, the allotted time in this edition of the fifth hour. We thank you for finding this podcast. Uh, has there been a new co-host named? No, uh, there is not a new a co-host, but there is supposed to be movement in that direction. I have a pretty good idea of who the person will be. And I know there's a lot of drama 
and a lot of people wondering, is it going to be somebody that we know? Is it going to be somebody new? Is it going to be a big shocker? Surprise, motherfucker. Well, you're going to have to wait and find out. Uh, I cannot give that information out because the agreement has not been made, at least not official, official, official. But once it's official, and then we go in to the verbal octagon, which is the fifth hour, and watch out. So we will have that information coming up as soon as we are allowed to give out the name, and we will promote, promote, promote. Until then, though, I still need this podcast to get bigger and better and bolder, so we keep doing the podcast. Five stars. Five stars. Write a little review. Uh, knock yourself out on that. That helps a lot. Now, I would say, and I've said this in the past, and I'll say it again for the new people. To me, it doesn't really matter, right? I mean, we have, we have a good number of people that download the podcast. They're pretty happy with the way the show's going. But there are advertisers and people that are in the audio game that read those reviews. And I would say that's boring, but uh, these people have a lot of time on their hands and they are going through everything and reading the reviews and do people like you? Do they not like you? What's going on and all that. And so there, there is a lot that goes into that. So as long as we get a few reviews from time to time, uh, generally positive uh, would help. Uh, and so as long as that continues, I think we're in good shape. So let's begin, though, on this edition of the Fifth Hour with the Handbook to Lazy Sports Talk Radio. This is done as a public service announcement. I have spent my entire adult life, entire time, as a bloviating gas bag. Yes, that has been... My gig, and over the years, I have noticed, having worked a lot of holidays, that a number of my coworkers do not take the holiday sports talk radio very seriously. There's a couple of things that I would advise you to look for. Now, this is assuming you are still consuming audio content that you might stumble across some radio over the holiday weekend. Uh, Many of the weekday hosts are not there they do the old switcheroo and some of the weekend people some of the backup people get to come in and having been a weekend host having been a backup host that is something that I often did I worked the holidays I would wax uh, lyrical on holidays and I felt like it was a big opportunity and and so of course now that I have the full-time job and I've had it for several years a number of years now I still do not take the holidays off. Now, there's there's reasons for that. Before I give you the lazy sports radio holiday, a uh, couple reasons I do not take, especially Thanksgiving. I do take time off between Christmas and New Year's, but I usually work on Thanksgiving for many, many reasons. Uh, and one of the big ones in the last, like, almost 10 years now, it's been eight years, is that Thanksgiving for me was always a trip with mom, you know, it was going to mom's house, eating turkey stuff and the pumpkin pie, the cranberries. My mom loved cranberries. She always had good cranberries. Uh, and she had yams. I hated yams. So I would eat the marshmallows on top. I enjoyed the marshmallows on top. Yeah, I know there's like horse parts in the marshmallows, but they tasted good. And as a fat kid, I would brush aside all the yams and I would just eat the delicious, wonderful uh, marshmallow stuff. So 
you know, my mom's been gone for a while now, and you know, I did I did occasionally go to my in laws for Thanksgiving, but all my other family lives far, far away. Uh, I've got a brother in Wisconsin, a brother in New York. I've got some other random relatives that are scattered all over the country. Uh, I have some friends in. Uh, old cousins of mine in Connecticut, New York, uh, Arizona, Colorado. The the Maller family and the other families associated with the Maller family are all, all over. Some in Florida, uh, you name it. Uh, but not a lot in uh, Cali, where I live. So that's the first thing. The second thing is, n- normally on Thanksgiving, there's a lot of people alone that don't have any anyone to hang out with, any family. I feel like it's an important time, especially being on overnight. I don't know, man. I just, I just, it, somebody to keep you company. That's one of the great things about radio is that you can really get a connection that no other media gives you. As great as the internet is, as wonderful as social media is and television and all of that, there's just something about being by yourself late at night, kind of on the edge of your seat and listening and having someone talk to you. And you don't have to talk back. It's just somebody trying to entertain you. And that that becomes even more important on holidays. Now, to be fair, we also have a lot of drunk people that do have family and do have people that love them and have decided that their family is so annoying, their in-laws are so annoying that uh, without reservation, they run out and get as boozed up as they possibly can, right? And just start going for it. And uh, having a wonderful time. What are you doing? Yeah, and uh, but they they no care in the world. So we'll get a lot of drunkards that call up on Thanksgiving. And then the third part of this is my wife usually ends up working on Thanksgiving also. Now I think it's because I usually work on Thanksgiving, but she works as a nine one one operator, and so my wife works at the police station and. Much like radio, although much more important, the police, when you work at a police station, they don't close the police station down because it's Thanksgiving or whatever. So you still have to work and and still have to do your thing. And so she knows I enjoy working. And it's a little easier now because I have a home studio, so I don't have to drive into the radio station. I can just kind of hang out in the home studio. So it doesn't really change. The schedule doesn't change. And Thanksgiving is always a great day to work because they're, from a sports radio standpoint, uh, there's a bunch of football and there's a bunch of different storylines in the NFL. It's brimming with content that's right front and center. And it's, it's not like you have to put a lot of work into that. And so that's another added bonus. Like you know, so many times during the, the periods of the year where there's not a lot going on, you kind of muddle around and you're throwing fettuccine Alfredo against the wall, seeing if any of it sticks to the wall uh, so you can put together an interesting uh, program. You don't have to do that much. Uh, you know, it, it, in comparison to a June Sometime in June when there's just a couple of random baseball games going on, the NBA finals are over, and you're depending on the second wave of free agency. And you're like, that is what I need right there. That's going to drive me through. And it's, yeah, there are times that uh, you're really putting your neck out. But Thanksgiving uh, is not a time where you hear 
hear that. You don't hear that very much because there's games. We got game action. A lot of game action. And maybe there'll be some kind of wardrobe malfunction or something like that that we can walk down memory lane and break down uh, the singing performance during a random random halftime show on Thanksgiving and uh, knock ourselves out. Now, uh, as far as that's concerned, let's uh, let's get to the actual handbook for Lazy Sports Radio. So this is a public service, and I'm not out here to to out anyone. I am doing this much like I do the NFL bookum. I am doing this to encourage my fellow brothers and sisters in sports talk radio to put some work into it, to make some effort out of sports talk radio that do it do it the right way don't do it the lazy way don't float on an inner tube on the lazy river be better do better don't set our profession back okay that's all i ask is for an honest effort that's it that's it why do people tune in to radio shows uh there's different reasons for that boredom is usually right at the top of the list right boredom's at the top of the list uh you're looking for some entertainment I would say that's a pretty good reason also. You're looking for something. Maybe you're working and you have a very boring job and you're like, boy, this job sucks, man. I need something to make the time go faster and a good radio show will do that. I can still work. I can listen with one ear and and then get the show going the other, you know, get, getting the, uh, the work done with the, the other ear. Okay. Yeah, I understand that. Uh, So anyway, Thanksgiving weekend is historically the beginning of the worst sports talk radio you can get. Now, what is lazy sports talk radio? Thanksgiving weekend, typically it is along the lines of this. What in sports are you thankful for? And then they give out the number. And then they'll list, the host will list some of the things they're they're thankful for in sports. Thankful for Tom Brady playing for the Buccaneers. I'm thankful that Russell Wilson is back with the Seattle Seahawks. You know, a lot of you know, random things. I'm thankful Tiger Woods did not die in the car accident. Uh, I'm thankful that, you know, whatever it might be, you know, kind of hokey cornball stuff. So if you hear that, you know that the host has not done any proper preparation and it's just going out there. It's all fake news. It's phony stuff. Yeah. It didn't happen. Yeah. It could do the same thing that they did in 1987. The same generic topic. Now, the answers will be a little different, but the topic the same. Uh, another trope of Thanksgiving weekend sports talk radio is who's the biggest turkey in sports? Who's the biggest turkey in sports? Always fun to rattle off some athletes that got in trouble with the law or Kyrie Irving, you know, things like that. So biggest turkey in sports, a sign that you are listening to a lazy sports talk radio host. Also, who would you like to invite to Thanksgiving dinner? All right, who do you want to come over to Thanksgiving dinner, sit down there and have a wonderful, deliciously prepared uh, meal. Uh, Eat the bird, right? Have a little turkey and uh, a little stuffing on the side there. More turkey. Eat some cranberries. Eat more turkey. And then uh, you say, What are you doing? 
doing in my swamp? Yeah, that's uh, what are you doing in my table? Actually, is be the question there. Uh, so, who would you invite to Thanksgiving dinner? And uh, de- and they usually do dead or alive. Dead or alive is almost always the way that goes. And uh, you'll so I want to have Babe Ruth. I'd like to have Hank Aaron. He just died. I'd have Hank Aaron there. And uh, let's go. I'll have Joe Namath. He's alive, but he's getting older there. So I'll have Joe come in there. How about uh, go down the list here? Uh, let's see. Eeny, meeny, money. Bill Walsh. He's dead. He can be like the head of the table. We'll have Bill Walsh, the old 49er coach. It's like, it's that kind of thing. You know, it's like, yeah, come on. I, we don't need that. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, Also... This is something that's relatively new for the lazy river of Thanksgiving weekend sports talk radio. And that is, let's have a Thanksgiving weekend draft. With the first pick, my plate picks turkey. With the second pick in the 2021 Thanksgiving weekend draft. I'm going with, in an upset, cranberry sauce. Yeah. 
Anyway, needless to say that this is a sign that the person doing the show is not putting a lot of effort into the show, and you are listening to Lazy Sports Talk Radio. So you know the drill. If you're in the Maller Militia and you've listened this far into the podcast, then you understand that we do not approve of this kind of radio. We don't do that. I work every Thanksgiving just about. I've been here for 20 years plus on Fox Sports Radio working Thanksgiving with the exception of one time when I had a six-month, 26-day vacation. But actually, in reality, that year I got let go January 20th of that year. So I actually did work. I was back by the holidays. So by the time that the bird was served, (laughs) I was there bloviating into a microphone. So yeah, I was, I was there uh, doing my thing, uh, but uh, I've never done any of those topics on the radio. Now, some people have pointed out that, Hey, uh, Hey Ben, uh, you realize that when you bring up the handbook of Lazy Sports Talk Radio, you are actually doing Lazy Sports Talk Radio by osmosis uh, when you are discussing this. And there is some truth to that. There is some truth to that, but I, I believe it's for the better good. It's rare and appropriate that I bring this up. And I'm doing it this weekend on this Saturday because this is the Saturday before Thanksgiving week. I could have waited. I could have done this Thanksgiving weekend. I don't even know if we're going to have new podcasts on Thanksgiving weekend. I have not figured that out. I just take it one day at a time, my man. Take it one day at a time, as our boss likes to say. And uh, this is in my wheelhouse right now, so I'm focused on today. I will completely Forget about this podcast, and we'll move on to the Mailbag Podcast, and then we'll do that, and then we will forget about that, and we'll just keep going. Step after step, right? One step in front of the other, and just keep your head down, and then eventually you will get where you need to go. But I will let you know, if I post something on the show Facebook page, that's a pretty good indication If I post something on Tuesday for the mailbag, then I am planning on doing a full weekend of the podcast. Otherwise, I might might not. Management doesn't care if I do the podcast on Thanksgiving weekend. Uh, they, They say the downloads go down on Thanksgiving weekend and all that. All right, moving on to the screw job. Now, this is not the Montreal screw job, the famous WWE uh, wrestling situation where people were screaming bloody murder because of a ripoff, and there have been many documentaries made about Vince McMahon and the old switcheroo that was done. This is not that. Uh, but the life of Maller, the life of Maller, and this, the screw job portion of the story. So I made a small upgrade to the Maller Mansion home studio in the Northwoods, and I am happy to report that a couple of eagle-eyed P1s in the Maller Militia sent me email. They noticed from Maller Monologues this week that something was a little different. And they pointed out what it was, which tells me these people have less of a life than I have. You know who you are if you sent me a message. So after many years sitting in the same chair, the same big chair, I bit the bullet. I moved recently and I brought my old chair with me. And I said, you know what? This thing's got a lot of wear and tear on it. I've sat in it for so many hours, so many different radio shows that were 
So blah, blah. I need a new chair. And so I went out there to the store and I shopped around. I shopped around. Now, in this studio, uh, I get a lot of work out of it. I get a lot of work. I do 20 hours of original terrestrial radio, four hours a day, five days a week. So I put some hours in on the terrestrial radio, and then we do about three hours, give or take, of original audio content here in the podcast format. So I spend a lot of time in here, and I'm prepping a lot of my days spent in this chair. So I didn't want to shortchange. I didn't want to buy a crappy chair. So I started shopping around. And it's, it was like Goldilocks in the Three Bears when it comes to the chair. Now, if you know the story of Goldilocks, just think of me as uh, the person that sat down in the first chair, but it was too hard. And then I sat down in the second chair, but it was too soft. And then I sat down in the third chair, and it was just right. So I bought it. I bought the chair, and it wasn't a cheap chair. I spent a little bit of money on the chair, and you know, it came in a giant box, and uh, the wife uh, helped me out there. We pulled it up to the Maller Mansion, and we brought it inside there, and we had to build it and to build the chair. And so I started building the chair, and I followed the instructions and then everything there. They had a little thing. You had to twist the screws in, and you had to build the whole thing, put it together. And it wasn't that hard. I've built chairs before. And everything's been fine. Everything's been smooth sailing. And so I'm building this chair and I'm doing my thing and I'm just, you know, la, 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 la. I'm building the chair. And nothing really out of the ordinary. Put the chair together. Got the, you got the bottom part. You start with the bottom and you kind of work your way around. You connect the two big pieces together and you're doing your thing there and everything's going great. And then I get to the final step. Well, the next to last, it wasn't the final, final step, but it was the next to last step. And I, for the life of me, I cannot get the arms to go on the chair. So here I am at a fork in the road. I've got this problem. The screws were too small. So they, they wouldn't, go into the proper slot and they wouldn't the, the, the tread of the screws wouldn't lock in and I was like I, I, I'm almost 100% sure that I, I, I got this right here but it's not working and this chair was kind of pricey and what am I going to do and so I'm going through my head and I'm like alright what what's the move here what's the play uh, do you return the chair and then i'm looking at the chair and it says right at the bottom there it says do not return the chair and at that moment i started you know, <laughs> you know, i was laughing yeah yeah i was like come on man i uh, i can absolutely return the chair come on, man no no i could return the chair and but but then it it said Again, I kept reading this, and it said right there in bold yellow and black, uh, it said, do not return the chair. If you have a problem, call this number. And so I'm looking at that, and I'm like, all right, he really wants me to call this number, but I don't want to call it. I don't want to deal with anybody. But I want, I want the chair. It was the top chair that I found. I spend a lot of time in the chair. So I would like to have this chair. So I said, you know what I'm going to do? When, when that customer service line opens up, I'm going to call the number. And I've never done this before. 
So I did. And uh, explained everything, and they uh, said, okay, no problem. Uh, they said, hey. We love you. You're very special. Yeah. Well, thank you for that. They were very kind to me. And so uh, they said, here, just give me your address, send a copy of the receipt, and we will send you out all of the screws you could possibly need, and you will be able to fix that chair, no problem. All right, so at this point, I'm like, all right, I'm excited. I'm excited. They said with seven to ten business days, we will have this, and we will be good to go. And so I uh, forget about it. And then uh, a couple days later, uh, all of a sudden, ta-da! Uh, there they are right there in the mail. I get a, a package from UPS and it is all the screws, all the screws. So I'm very excited. And I'm like, here we go. All right, here we go. We're going to put the arms on. I'm going to use the new chair. And so, sure enough, I put the arms in, got ready to go on that, and much to my surprise, much to my surprise, even with the new screws, it was a screw job. It didn't work. Yeah. Uh, so, I said, all right, that's it. I tried. I, then we took it to the store. We explained what happened. And uh, the person at the store was really did not want us to return the item. Because if you return something, it screws everything up for the store, I imagine. I've never worked re- retail at that level, but I'm guessing that if you return the item, based on what we know from our friends who listen to this podcast, they're involved in like Amazon returns and all that, that you know, typically if you return an item, they can't resell it. And so then people are losing money right and left, and that's not good for anybody. And am I right? I think I'm, I think I'm right on that. And so the, the guy at the store was very nice, and he, he thought he knew what had happened. And so he said, give me like a, a couple of hours. I think I can play around with it and get it to work And because he had built this type of chair before. And so sure enough, gave him a couple of hours, got a phone call, ring, ring, right? The phone's ringing there. I'm like, uh, I wonder who that is. I don't recognize the number. And uh, sure enough, it turned out to be the, the, the guy who said, good news, uh, good news. Uh, yeah. No, it's not. It's not Howard there. But he, I said that the uh, the chair had been fixed. We're good to go. So I went and picked it up, and that is the screw job, which had a happy ending. It had a happy ending. It's kind of a rocky road, uh, but the chair is good to go, and this thing should last, hopefully, for another ten years. But you never know. You never know. Like I use this thing so much. I I think this is more like a five year chair, but we'll try to take care of it. Try not to pour any food on it. I have not had any real food in the studio. Very proud of that. I used to eat a lot in the other home studio when I had the WEEI studio. Uh, and I was doing shows for EEI and this podcast. I had uh, some food I'd eat from time to time, but I have not had any food. I, the food is not in this part of the house, uh, in, in the home mansion here. And I have, I have water. That's it, which is probably worse than food. With all of the equipment that is in this studio, I have a whole podcast side. The right side is all podcasting equipment. The left side is all for terrestrial radio to hook up to the Fox Sports Radio mothership. And so there's a lot of stuff in here. And I'm pretty confident. I'm pretty confident that none of it, none of it deserves any kind of water. And if it gets water, then things are going to go very badly. 
So I, but I, but I am pretty careful uh, with the water. All right, moving on to the gassy mess, the gassy mess. Now, since I relocated deep at a secret location somewhere in the North Woods, I have not had to drive nearly as much uh, as I pointed out. I mean, you're, you're at the home studio. Now, I still drive on the weekends, and I have to make some trips around town where I live during the week. But being at the home studio, it has cut back on my mileage tremendously. It's been a wonderful thing. But my wife has to drive much further than she used to have to drive to her work. And she drives uh, a car that, you know, is, it's not a gas guzzler per se. It's a car that gets pretty good gas mileage. But even with that, when you drive a long distance four or five days a week, it adds up and you start feeling it in the wallet. And so the gas prices, like everyone else, are completely out of control. Now, living in Cali, uh, I, I don't have effective public transportation where I am. And now, when I lived in downtown Los Angeles, I live in Lincoln Heights and I lived at an apartment in Hollywood. But I lived in Lincoln Heights. I lived near Dodger Stadium. And I, there was the gold line. And I used to take that thing quite a bit when I was a bachelor. I loved it. In fact, I lived pretty close to a gold line station in Lincoln Heights. And I, I, drove, I, I drove those subway cars all over. I'd take that thing, you know, if you know the geography in Southern California, I'd take it all the way from where I lived in Lincoln Heights, right near Dodger Stadium, to Long Beach. I'd go out to the ocean down there, have a great time. They've, they've added a lot of rail lines since I lived there, but I don't live near that public transportation. And even if I did at this point, I don't know that I would take it because uh, things have not gotten better. They've gotten worse in terms of crime and the fact that petty crime, like robbing people of a few items on a subway car. I don't think they prosecute that. So it's a uh, criminal's uh, dream come true to, to rip people off on those subway cars, which even when I was riding them years ago happened a lot. I can't imagine what it's like now. But anyway, this is not about that. This is about gas. So being in California, don't have public transportation, that's great. That That is great, rather. And so you have to drive or else, which brings me to the rage of the week. The price of gas. This week, gas prices soared. Uh, it was over four sixty a gallon, a record high, and likely will only go higher. We are going to cross the five dollar threshold here before you know it. California has the highest gas prices in the country, up an average from twenty twenty of a dollar fifty. A dollar fifty a gallon. It has gone up. In general, now I know the cost of living is out of control. I buy the groceries for the house and I look at the price of bread, the price of chicken and uh, different items that I eat and I'm like, holy crap. So they say gas, electricity, food, everything through the roof. They haven't missed anything. This Joe Biden administration, they haven't missed anything. So the gas thing, though, that really is a pet peeve. It is completely out of control. And I would like to get into the reason. Now, the reason it's even more expensive in California, and this is a teachable moment. And I'm big on teachable moments. And so hopefully this will resonate. I feel like I'm preaching to the choir that if you listen to this podcast, 
that we, we, we share a lot of the same views. I think that's probably the case based on the fact that most people today, because of tribalism, only listen or consume media of people that are of a like mind. So this will likely fall on deaf ears because you already agree with me. But where I live, every couple of years, they have a proposition on the ballot. And the proposition is to raise the gas tax by half a cent or less than half a cent. And that's it. And it'll fix all the roads and everything will be great. And you're going to live in this amazing utopia. It's going to be wonderful. Oh, my God. The Garden of Eden. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., we dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And so what happens every time one of these things pops up People say, yes, it's only a cent or a half a cent or less than a half a cent. What kind of tightwad are you? What kind of, of cheapskate are you? What about the roads? What about this, that, and the other thing? Well, this is the result. Uh, here we are, the result of all of those little gas increases. California, 
the state gas tax in California is over 60 cents per gallon. It is the highest. The state gasoline tax per per state, California, is number one. Number one with a bullet. 63.1 cents per gallon in California goes to pay for tax. Now, that is by far the most in the country, leaving everyone else in the dust. Only five states are over 50 cents a gallon. To give you a comparison on some states, we have a lot of Maller militia in Iowa. Our friends in Iowa, 30 cents a gallon. So you are paying 33.1 cents less per gallon in tax than in California. In Kansas, our friends in Kansas are 24%. Typically, the lowest states, with the exception of Florida, where their gas tax is pretty high, pretty much all the other low tax states are in the southern part of the United States, with exception, right, with a few exceptions that have sneaked in there. Now, do you know the lowest gas tax state, just state gas tax, you know what that is? You got a, you got a guess in your head? And there are 50 states. Go ahead. I, I could hear Marcel right now saying, I think the the cheapest state for gas, Marcel would say, is Zimbabwe or uh, Uzbekistan or whoever. No. Uh, the uh, correct answer is not a southern state. It is not a southern state. It is Alaska. Alaskans. The great white north, 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 which I think of as Canadian land that happens to be uh, using American currency. But but our friends in Alaska, 13.8 cents per gallon. So they are almost 50 cents cheaper, 49 cents cheaper than in California. Uh, Hawaii, another state far away from the continental United States, 46.8 cents. And everything in Hawaii has to be shipped in, right? They're not producing gas in Hawaii, at least not to my knowledge. Now, the lowest gas tax in the entire continental United States, forget Hawaii and Alaska, uh, the lowest gas tax is in Missouri. How about that? There you go. A little bit of surprise. You surprised by that, Mizzou? Uh, Missouri has the lowest gas tax, 17.4 cents in the continental United United States. Now, keep in mind, all of these numbers, all of these numbers on state gas tax totals does not include the federal gas tax of 18.4 cents per gallon. So that means in California, 81.5 cents per gallon is on tax. It's almost a a dollar a gallon. And as far as the state tax thing, I'd be okay paying a fair tax if all the roads were perfect and there were no potholes and everything was great. There's a lot of crappy roads. Considering how good the weather is in California, and and I've driven around Boston a lot over the years and some New York and some other cold cold weather places where it gets nasty, and the roads get pretty beat up because they pour salt on the roads to clear the snow, and it's a hole to do. You don't have that in most of California outside the mountain territory. It's not snowing in Santa Monica. 
There's no snowfall coming down in Oakland. Uh, this does not happen. And on a, you know, every, and once in a blue moon it happens, but yet the roads are pretty pretty messed up. Uh, so uh, anyway, that's uh, that's my rant. So just remember that the next time the gas tax thing comes up and everyone's like, oh, why would you not vote for the gas tax? Okay, because this is the end game. This is the end game. Is uh, you end up paying sixty three cents because you can't vote no on a proposition they also say these things often will only go for a limited amount of time and you know after a couple of years we'll pull the gas tax away and i don't recall i don't recall that happening i recall reading stories about politicians saying we found a new use for that money the revenue they don't call it tax hack politicians call it revenue it's a less uh, less angry word, revenue, right? Revenue, they don't call that. Anyway, my goodness, my goodness. Well, we will put the baby to bed. Have a wonderful rest of your Saturday. We do have the mail back. Don't forget to listen to the Friday podcast, our interview podcast. One of my radio pals stopped by a longtime friend. A weird friend, though, because I've never actually met the person in real life. But anyway, you can hear that, and uh, we'll catch you next time. Don't forget, Cameo.com. Email the podcast if you would like to send us a question for a future mailbag. Very simple to send a message across. You can email the program, realfifthhour at gmail.com. That's F-I-F-T-H, realfifthhour at gmail.com. And also on the Facebook page, Ben Maller Show. Like us on Facebook. Follow me on there. And we will have all of that, all of that uh, coming your way uh, in future editions of The Fifth Hour. We'll catch you next time. Aloha and goodbye. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., 
We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.